Welcome to the Little Studio Comedy Club Podcast with your host, Jen Johnson. Andrea Kaspari! Yay! I'm so excited to be here. Comedian, teacher, female extraordinaire. Thank you. Uh, as you walked in this morning, yeah. I was starting to tell you, you're one of my favorite people to be friends with on social media because you're so stinking positive and I love it. And uh, everybody else is complaining about everything and all the things in the world's terrible and awful and you're like, hey, make today great. <laughs> I know. And I'm, <laughs> I'm always nervous to be like, uh, so I didn't even know it was a phrase until a few months ago and no one called me this, but that toxic positivity. Yes. I had not heard of that until you posted it. Yes. So, so yes, yeah, somebody once said, you know, like, oh, everybody, you have to be kind of careful not to be too positive because people are in a rut or whatever and I'm like right. well, me too so I try to like balance that because I get nervous I don't want someone to think that I'm just always you know so I'm like well I'm having a bad day too but you know we can pull right. ourselves out of it so that's where I am on that but there's a difference between people who are just obnoxiously happy and people who are like hey man look life does suck sometimes but I'm yeah. just trying to do the best I can and I'm gonna make your scrolling a little bit happier right now with a picture of a puppy. Yes. Puppies are cute. I do. I know. I mean, just anytime I see a baby goat, I share it. Oh, yes, you should. Yes. So here's the thing. You were supposed to be on this podcast back in January. Yes. I woke up one morning and I was like, oh, I feel like complete crap. Uh, I got the COVID. Girl. Positive test. So that see, got canceled. We we're being positive. Positive. Always yeah. the positive. Always positive. But I thought it was funny. So I had all these questions written out for you back in yeah. January of 2022. I have not looked at these questions since. Not one time. And I thought, I'm going to save that paper. I'm going to pull that paper out. Yes. And we are doing them as written months ago to yes. see how untimely they now are. And if any of it makes any sense at all. Oh, my gosh. Okay, this is great. And, you know, what's funny about that is that you're not saying this was January a year ago. This was January 2022. Correct. And yet the news cycle and everything changes so quickly that yeah. you could have something that was just two or three months old made, and it made no sense at all. Done. Yeah. All right. Let's start out. So first question, we recently lost Bob Saget. Oh. So let me add to this question. Not only Bob Saget, but Louis Anderson yes. was within a few days of that and Betty White. Yes. Did you ever get to work with any of those people? I have not worked with them. I know um, a lot of people really loved Bob Saget and they yeah. said he was so cool. And my cousins um, saw him at the improv and I didn't mm -hmm. make it out there. But my gosh, he was amazing. And um, I have a friend named Megan Gogarty who okay. actually worked with Louis Anderson a few years ago. Um, she's a comedian out of Iowa City. Uh -huh. And she said he was just incredible. And that was just like the pinnacle of her comedy career, you know. And I love that. I know. So he was so sweet and like, you know, best for last. Betty White. Mm -hmm. My gosh, she passed just the day before 2022. Right. She was just like right there. I've always laughed because Betty White is actually about eight months younger than my grandma. Okay. And my grandma is alive and well. She's a hundred and a half. Dude, look yes. at her. And she is. And that's where I've learned my positivity. We call her septa. That's the Hebrew word for uh, grandma or uh -huh. just our, our way of doing it. She was born in Germany. Um, she was a refugee. She moved to Israel. I mean, she has the story of a lifetime and she even wrote a book about it. I mean, she's unbelievable. So I've always just kind of equated Betty White and my grandma, like uh -huh. just kind of in that same echelon. And so just the fact that I still have my grandma, but we lost Betty White. 
very upsetting on the Betty White front. She was just an inspiration. I mean, when you're talking about positivity. Yeah. And what, animals. What does a day in the life of your grandma look like at a hundred and a half? Well, <laughs> it's it's slowed down considerably. She lives with my aunt. Uh-huh. Um, they live in Seattle. Okay. But just up until a couple of years ago, my grandma was living in Bellevue in a condo, doing her own thing. Yeah. And my grandma or my aunt would check on her and my cousins and stuff. I have several cousins. My whole family kind of lives on the West Coast, you know, Pacific Northwest. Um, So it's really fun to visit. I go like once or twice a year. And grandma, she's just always so positive. I wish I had it with me. I think I actually have it in my bag. Okay. And I'll show it to you later. But it's just her version of a letter. She puts stickers all over it, just even until this day. She uses a huge Sharpie because her eyesight's kind of failing, but she's still with it. Like, if you speak to grandma, she's like, oh, can you believe it? Whatever, you know. (laughs) Today was crazy, but she's like, send chocolate. Like, that's... That's why she's lived to 100 and a half. That's her secret. She always says that she stays positive, that live, laugh, love kind of thing. You know, Uh some people just put it on their wall because it's decorative. My grandma just literally writes it on everything. She lives that. Um, The other day, though, you know, usually she doesn't get mad at me, but I sent her a bunch of stamps and she said, I'm not going to live long enough to use these stamps. (laughs) And so she was really kind of, you know, reaming me in one of the letters. And then she said, but send stickers. Oh, she can use stickers. I love her. The cutest. Fantastic. Yes. All right. Uh, quickly, my Louis Anderson story. I yes. got to, we had him in studio at one point and he was sitting as close as you and I are, three yeah. feet apart, right? Yeah. And the mic cord was, or his headphone cord was dangling and mm-hmm. it got caught up under the wheel of his chair. Shoot. And so I went to go get it for him and, you know, kind of gave him the nod, like, is it okay? Mm-hmm. You want me to get this? Mm-hmm. And I'm underneath, in between his legs. And I look <laughs> up and I was like, I'm in between. <laughs> Louis Anderson's legs. And he gives me a look like, girl, you just do what you got to do. You get that cord. And so I get the cord out. He could not have been a nicer guy. And I don't want to make myself sound good in this story, but something happened off the air. I had just done something, given somebody a gift card or something, you know, to get Christmas presents. And he told me off the air, he was like, that's really great what you, like he just, the words he said to me made me feel like I was the greatest human in the world. And I was like, Louis Anderson, I love you. You're the great, like, he just had this way of making you feel so good about yourself. And for a celebrity to do that to just some random, you know, yokel on a radio interview. Oh, I was like, hi, sure. I love him. The random yokel. But no, but I do have to say that the three people you've just mentioned, mm-hmm. if you'll note, all three of them were so positive. Not only that, but every story that you hear about them is that, oh my gosh, Bob Saget always made me feel like I was the only one in the room. Right. Or Betty White was so good with her animals and everybody. She's just beloved. Like no one has anything bad to say about her sure. or Louie or Bob. And it's kind of interesting, you know, people who make you feel good about yourself. I think like they they were just so wonderful like that. I think yeah. that was just that was the triumvirate of people I didn't want to lose. Right. Yep. Yeah. All right. Let's go back to the uh, older questions. Here's see what else I was going to ask you in January. Dun, dun, dun. There's now a Wendy's Frosty cereal. Are you buying that? Were you a cereal and cartoons on a Saturday morning kind of kid? Oh, so oh. that must have been brand new back in January. The Wendy's Frosty cereal. Yeah. I have seen it in high V multiple yeah. times since. So, A, okay, well, let's just go favorite cereal. And did you grow up with that Saturday yeah. mornings? What were you doing? Oh my gosh, girl. Saturday mornings, my mom didn't want me to wake them up, so she would leave me my little strawberry shortcake lunchbox. Oh, I had one too. It wasn't at the can. Love it. Oh my gosh. 
And it was like a little tin lunchbox uh-huh. with a little thermos. You know, back in the day, you still had the thermos. Now they're all lost. You yep. know, if no one knows where the thermos is. But my mom would leave me like a little love note and little breakfast and like a little cereal Aww. or something. It was just so cute. But really, I mean, we know now as adults that that was like, don't wake me up, <laughs> you know. But back then I was like, this is so fun. And then I would just like watch my little black and white TV in my um my in my office in my bedroom. Yeah. And but oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm a cereal lover. Like yeah. it's I I have like issues. So we don't even buy cereal because I am diabetic. Okay. Right. Um my doctor says I'm allergic to sugar, whatever, you know. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Um it's okay. It's an allergy. It's weird, you know. That and peanuts. No, not really. But so I absolutely love cereal. Like I can't explain to you how much I love it. Like when I walk down, the, I I don't even go down that aisle anymore because it's just carbolicious and amazing. Mm-hmm. But they've come out with so many things. They have like like little honey buns ones yes. now, and like the peanut butter. I love everything cereal. Mm-hmm. Anything, any and everything cereal. I mean, I just oh my gosh, I'm like Rice Krispie treats. So yeah. like made of cereal, uh-huh. having to do with cereal, like anything. <laughs> so I currently have. And I don't know if my husband's noticed, so it's fine. He went on a trip to Colorado. And I, I can't even remember where he was when I bought these. Oh, um, I bought some Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh, so good. And That's like Joey's lo- favorite. Is that yours, Cinnamon Toast Crunch? That was my Saturday morning breakfast. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. That was your Saturday morning. Oh, it still is. That still is his Saturday morning at the age of mid-30s. Yes, and note that he is not four. Okay, that's good. And that's okay. No, no shade. No judgment. That's amazing. But I love them all. And I can just sit and methodically eat cereal, like even without the milk. Oh, just delicious just okay. i love like the crunch berries like mm-hmm. the cap and crunch yeah i used to sit with that like whatever it was called like you know sea berry or whatever it was called from aldi but i would just sit with the bag <laughs> so good just you know the generic names the generic, for the real ones the generic what are yours what was your uh, fruity pebbles a hundred percent love the fruity pebbles i remember specifically so muppet babies was on at 8 a.m yes. and i would watch that and yes. saved by the bell was on at 10 oh my favorite and i, I loved it. always watch that and then i would go abc's wide world of sports i was oh. a big sports kid so then i would watch that all afternoon yeah. and i mean i'm not bragging but we did have showtime and so oh. then i would move on and watch and it was always the same movies. When I was growing up, it was yes. the same movies on constantly. But yeah. I would just watch them because it's the movie channel. It's the movie and channel. So that I was love it. my Saturday, pretty that much. That sounds awesome. Well, sports didn't enter our home at all. My dad okay. used to watch, um, you know, like football and stuff downstairs. But my mom was not into it. Mm-hmm. My dad was kind of a downstairs mouse. My mom was the upstairs mouse. Like he would just go in his little man cave. I didn't even know that's what it was called. But right. he'd watch his stuff. But we never, ever, ever had cable. Like now we have everything. My husband has, I mean, we have Disney Plus. We have Hulu without the commercials. We have Amazon Prime. Dude, I need to hang out with you. I Come on over. <laughs> we have Shudder. I guess oh. that's like the horror channel or whatever. It's whatever is $5.99 and my husband can stream it. <laughs> he doesn't even tell me. Like I don't even, I'm just like flipping through. Like I didn't even know we had that, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, and Netflix, of course, whatever. Sure. So we have all of that. But my dad, he never, ever sprung for anything. So we had like channel 41, 9, yes. 4, 5, whatever, channel basics. 19, everything, you know. And I would say, daddy, why can't we have cable? And he'd say, I can only watch one at a time. Oh, that's so true though. I know. Smart. He's so smart. Yeah, I had really the, was. the best of both worlds because my parents got divorced. My dad was just like that. We, yeah. you know, we only watched Married with Children. I remember oh, that. We used to tape that. And- I watched it over and over. <laughs> VCR, tape yes. it. Yeah. Back in the day, Joey, we'll explain later we'll explain. how we recorded. Then at my mom's house, we had the cable. We had all the channels. Mm. So, yeah, you know where I was picking to go. Shellless. Um, New Year's resolutions. I was going to ask you about, did you make any New Year's resolutions that I assume would have already been broken long ago at this oh, point? Oh, sweetie. 
No, I mean I'm I'm hoping to use my gym membership. Okay. I really I I re-signed up because like during the pandemic they had this whole thing like where it was like in default, kind of like with loans or whatever. They're right. like, we know that you can't come in. <laughs> okay, you know. <laughs> Can't explain the other three years, but okay. We You're right. It's just the COVID. That's why I'm not coming in. Just the COVID. And we were very cautious and such. So anyway, so then I ended up just like after they started charging us, and I said, I'm going to cancel it. Well, then you know that last June, like, I mean, after the first round or whatever, where everybody was like, yay, um, we're taking off our masks, whatever, after the um, everybody got their uh, boosters, sure. not even, way before boosters, but the their vaccines, vaccines. Mm-hmm. everybody thought we're good, right? And we had like that summer of love. It was like May in June and everybody was just woo I'm at the casino I'm licking ashtrays I'm eating chicken wings <laughs> <laughs> we're hanging out you know I really thought everything was cool and then I went to this like vaccine super spread or unvaccinated super spreader I didn't know the people were unvaccinated it doesn't even at this point matter but so I got Delta in July okay but I had just rejoined my gym in June because I was like woo you know COVID's over I thought and I was gonna go and then I didn't and now I'm just like I don't want to cancel because who am I to cancel? I'm a bigger girl. I'm fluffy and and I need this. So I don't want to go. And then you have to go in. See, that's the thing. I don't want to have to go in. It is a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. So now, I mean, so I've just been paying it. Mm -hmm. Um, There was another comedian. This is not mine. Who's called it the fat tax. Oh, oh and have you ever just heard a joke where you're like, man, I wish I'd thought of right. that. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. And I don't know who it was, but it's so smart. And so I just pay like the $25 a month. <laughs> but now they're building one closer to uh, my house. OK. I mean, so just that's good for them. I will. I feel like once you get started, it is easier once you get going. But it is so hard to make that initial step in. I know. I, and then the next step and the next and step. And then the next step. I know. So that was. So I yes. I mean, I, I don't know how you even knew, but I did break that resolution oh i was before i even stepped in but i really i have a friend named jen and Uh she's amazing jen lee she um gets me in there usually so Mm -hmm. i know that when when i'm ready we're gonna do it we were doing right before the pandemic i promise yeah i had several months where i was doing 45 minutes every sunday just boom 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 on the treadmill catching up with her We, we can do this uh, mixtape tour is coming back to Kansas City. Yeah, you and I have discussed our love of new kids on the block in yes, the past. For sure, feel free to look up that episode of this podcast. Yes, it is coming back. New kids on the block: Salt and Pepper, Rick Astley, and Vogue. Yes. Will you be in attendance at this show? 100%. It's May 15th, correct? Yeah, it is. Yes. Okay. <laughs> we have awesome seats. My friend Jana bought them. It's kind of like a dual uh, birthday present so she just turned 40 on uh, groundhog day nice and i um turned 40 at some point mm-hmm. years ago mm-hmm. and so my birthday is march 27th oh. and i will be at snoop dog uh, yeah you will yeah girl but we'll get there we'll get there i don't that wasn't on your old one but anyway so i do have another concert for my birthday but we're saving this so may 15th yeah we are in attendance this will be my fifth time seeing them in person you beat me but one of them, it was 1990, and the others were all for adults within the last, as an adult within the last decade. I have no problem with that. First time okay. I saw them was probably, was it here in Kansas City at Sandstone? I'm sure. Yeah. Oh. Are you talking about like in the 90s? Like 89, yeah. 90? It would have been, yeah. Yeah. So That I was, was Sandstone. Yeah. And it will always be Sandstone. I know they call it, it's whatever. Azura you know, Amphitheater, sure. Track Phone Arena or whatever. Right. They call <laughs> I don't know. They keep... At that show, Donnie Wahlberg was going around on a little scooter out in the parking lot and went right by me. And in that moment, it was the Beatles for them, you know, right in that moment. And girls just swarmed Swarmed. and security was so mad. They're like, you got to get out. 
what? You cannot be doing this. Girls are losing their minds. I've got pictures of them. Of course, back then, we didn't have phones, right? So I have a, like, oh. a little disposable camera. Yes. And I'm trying to take pictures of them. Uh-huh. So then when I got them back, yeah. I've got like half of a wheel. Oh, and I'm my like, gosh. That's the scooter that Donnie Wahlberg was on when he went right past me. I love it. Some then, and then I've seen them at Sprint Center since yeah. then. And yeah. this time I will absolutely go. It's such a great, just look, I get it. They're 50 now. We're not, Are they? We're, whatever. I, who cares? The point is, it takes me right back yes. to being 14 in my bedroom. I can smell my room. I can picture it. I remember watching the Hanging Tough video, which I watched every single day after school. We did like, too. It just makes you feel like. I don't know. There's a carefreeness to it. Yes. I, the music's not good. I get no. it. Even the dancing's not good the at this point. The dancing's not good. The music's just, not good. I feel 14, and that's good. You just really nailed it. Jen, mm. that's the that's the beauty of it. You're not trying to, because you know, my husband makes so much fun of me. Yeah. He's just like, you guys are so, such idiots. And I'm like, I know, but he, you know, it isn't about the music per se. Like, it really is just about that feeling, that carefree feeling, that pre-COVID, pre-everything. Yes. You know. Pre-paying bills and being an adult. Oh my gosh, this adulting thing is not for me. It's- this is, <laughs> I take it all back. Take it all back. It's just continuous. No, it's way easier to sit on my speakerphone on my waterbed and listen to new kids. Oh my gosh, yes, the waterbed. Oh my gosh. Great. It was heated. That was the best bed ever. I would take that back right now. That is the best. But my friend Abby did date somebody who um, had a waterbed and she said that was a deal breaker. So they're not together anymore. Yeah. Was it, I wonder if it was a deal breaker before attempting things on it or an after? I know, right. I think just the whole thing. Yeah. Just just the idea of the waterbed. Because she said she would like get stuck in the crack and just kind of, (laughs) and this was like in the last two years. It was just really upsetting. So you are still a high school teacher. You're this fantastic, amazing comedian traveling all around doing dry bar specials and doing all these cool things. But still day to day going to school and teaching the youth of America. Yes. How is that looking now in spring of 2022? Oh, my gosh. I mean, are you saying like pandemic wise? Yeah. I mean, through all of it, because you now you're still switching off. Now snow days aren't snow days. Now they're virtual days. Yes. And like, everything's changed in two years. I know. It's kind of incredible because this is my I it's my, my 19th year teaching wow. high school. And I know as youthful, I mean, obviously I started it too. So sure. that's amazing. I was the only <laughs> right toddler teaching. <laughs> Unbelievable lesson plans. Um, I... I love what I do. And but it is just in the last two years, it has changed so much. I mean, I used to think, okay, you know, my references are cool. And, you know, I would like I linked um, teaching the Great Gatsby to Jersey Shore. Oh, look at you. You know, I was just like, okay, so, you know, like Daisy and Gatsby were DTF and stuff, you know, not that's really bad. (laughs) Right. Right. But the kids got it. And that's really inappropriate. But I mean, but I said it, whatever, who cares? And I like I did a whole map, you know, like of this is Jersey Shore and then this. Okay, that's even really dated now. Yeah. I mean, we're not even teaching Gatsby. They don't even necessarily want us to teach books per se. They want us to teach like excerpts of books. Books. And then, but this semester, I taught Animal Farm. Uh-huh. Like when we came back from break, and it just it resonates. Like I read 1984 a couple of years ago, and now we're doing Animal Farm. And the kids, like I'm just trying to like you know say this is Putin or this is so and so, you know whatever. And it's just it's so crazy. You're sitting there, they're all in their masks. They did finally kind of take the mask mandate off, um, but it was the only thing keeping us from you know, in my opinion, safe. And it was just it's crazy because the kids they're kind of like checked out because the pandemic really did a number on them. Sure. So they're on their phones even more than they were. 
Like it's just really hard to keep their attention. And I was reading through just yesterday, um, some of the kids, like we did a little, you know, temperature check. How are you? This, whatever. And they're like, I don't care about anything. Life is crazy. La la, you know, and I'm just like trying to get them back, trying to keep them positive. But the mental health of our youth is going down because the kids just feel so out of control. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard. And I feel like I gauge things so differently because in my head, I feel like, oh, they're so attached to the phone, so attached to the phone. Yeah. So I have a 13 year old. Mm -hmm. We had a little incident. So her phone got taken away. Shoot. And in my head, it was, okay, like a week punishment. We're going to take your phone away for like a week or two. We'll kind of gauge how it feels. We took her phone away. She never asked for it back. Now, at the same time that happened, another Mm -hmm. one of my best friends is a high school teacher. She had done a survey of her students Mm -hmm. asking them, like, if they felt trapped by their phones, how did they feel? Mm -hmm. She said 98% of her students said they don't like their phone. Like, they feel like they have to respond to people. They don't like the pressure of getting the likes. They don't like the phones, and they feel trapped by them. And so then when I went back to my daughter, like, after three weeks, I gave her her phone to go to a basketball game. Mm -hmm. And I said, have you missed it? And she goes, no, it was nice not to have it. Wow. And that is just like, I would have never put that together. Mm-hmm. But my friend's survey combined with like seeing that firsthand in mm-hmm. my house, I'm like, dude, they they don't want the pressure of this either. I know. That is such a good point. And I, I feel like if you just take the phone, sometimes like the kids, I mean, you're just, it's like taking an appendage, right? Like right. They, they don't want to give it up. Like if they're in trouble in class or, sure. you know, like for, um, if they're late, that we have like a little holding room and they have to give up their phone and it's not good. But when you're talking about just in general, if they were to really sit and think about it, like your daughter did, they really are trapped by it because I will literally just, um, I'll have kids like we, I do a lot of conferencing. So I'll have a kid come sit at my desk and we're looking at their paper and we're chatting. And that thing is just buzzing, 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 mm-hmm. um, you know, and sometimes it's on their computer buzzing. Cause I always say, you know, if you're coming to me, you have to put that phone away. Like we're, you know, yeah. that's a done deal. We can't be interrupted by that, but it's continuous. It's always, they're just like, boom, 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 boom. And someone's like, hi, heart emoji. Well, I mean, it's just nothing, but it's constant. Right. And that's why I get so nervous about those distractions yeah. too, because I am not as interesting as whatever <laughs> video, you know, right. a few years ago, you know, I had this kid, uh, you know, I said, Brendan, what have you gotten done today? And he said, oh, I had a productive day. I finished Pirates of the Caribbean one and two. Ooh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm so Yay. glad we're here. You know, <laughs> this was in hybrid and I was like, yeah. oh God, you know, and Perfect. we're sitting in our masks. I'm spraying down desks like, oh, glad you're here, sweetie. But, you know, yeah, but that's the thing. I don't think that some kids have, or like, I think your daughter's a lot more self-aware. Yeah, Or the kids were being super honest on that survey. Because I think that kids think they need it. But I I think if we were to actually sit down with them, you're right. It's too much. That's a lot of pressure. Because if you think about it, think about how many, do you ever see adults say, you know, I'm taking a mental health break. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be off social media the next week. Right. You know, that's really self-aware. I'm crazy with that phone. My poor husband, we have a rule if I'm watching a movie with him or something, Mm -hmm. I, my phone has to go away because otherwise I'm, you know, I'm not even there. Here's my other thing with middle schoolers. They're back to saying it, your mom. Which is what we said. Oh gosh. Growing up, it was always your mom. They have brought that full circle, and I hear it nonstop. Everything <laughs> is your mom. Are you hungry? Your mom's hungry. Oh my it's gosh. Not, it's not. And they think it's like creative and new. And I'm like, girl, please. I know. 1985. That is amazing. I have not had that at the high school level because okay. um, they don't talk to us. Oh, okay. So well, I'm sure sense. maybe they're saying it to each other, <laughs> but that's good. But my husband does still say that, or um, I'll say I'm going to feed the dogs and he says, feed them to what? Oh. And then I, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, I, I've been rolling my eyes for 13 years. Right. Just, they're well, just, they've marriage, already come full it? circle. Isn't that just marriage? That's just marriage. All... And I'm like, that is not funny. <laughs> he says, never not funny. Speaking of funny. Dry Bar, you taped a Dry Bar comedy special. Yes. 
And that's coming out when? Do we know when? What are the details? What's ah, happening? I don't know. It's probably in the next few months. Okay. But yesterday, uh, or no, was it Friday? I finally got the rough edit to help to look at because I taped it last May 22nd, wow. 2021. And they said, well, okay, so the director said it could be four to six months. And then the next week, our other communicator said nine to 12 months. Oh, and so this would be the 10th month since I've filmed it. And the people, I have two friends who filmed the night before me. So we, we had a super weekend. It was awesome because they were scheduled the night before. They were Friday night taping. So they were May 21st and I taped. And two months ago, they received their their rough edit. And I was like, well, geez, where's mine? You know, so I asked and they're like, oh, it's coming. So we finally got it. And so I watched it. It's 25 minutes. It's super cute and fun. Oh, I love it. I know. I can't wait for it to come out. And they're actually letting me title it. Well, they're taking suggestions, right? right. So I'm looking at, don't judge me, I think is what I'm going to call I it. I like that. I think it's cute because I, like I say that. it in there a few times. And you're also going to be busy. There's a national summer tour coming up that yes. you've been invited to participate in. Yes. And so it's not official yet because I haven't gotten a contract in this and that. But their headliner, his name is Devin Siebold. Yeah. Um, he's a good friend of mine and we've traveled. He was actually the last out of town show. We did Nebraska together right before the pandemic. It was like February 14th and 15th, 2020. Mm-hmm. So um, he was my big like, oh, I'm out of, you know, out of the state. And then, you know, the pandemic hit. So but we've done virtual shows. We've done other in-person shows recently. So he he said, I really want you on this tour. And I was like, that's awesome. And they're already in Florida. And then they have some dates in April. Um, and he said that they're going to be like putting people like um, interchanging different comics based on scheduling. So I'm waiting to hear my dates. And I see you pop up all the time. The Comedy Club of Kansas City. You're yeah. still doing shows. And I think, mm-hmm. man, how is she doing that? And then getting up and teaching high school kids. But you do it. And you're so yeah. funny. And you're awesome. I appreciate it. People can follow Andrea Caspari on Facebook and all the good social media stuff. Yeah. And keep up with you that way. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I'm revamping AndreaCaspari.com. My friend Liz and I are working on the that. Um, so no pressure, Liz. <laughs> but <laughs> get it done today. But by get noon. it done today. No. Um, so anyway, so yeah, AndreaCaspari.com. And then Caspari Land at, um, in, on Instagram. I'm still learning Instagram. Um, I think I have one thing posted. It was like my show with Brian Posehn and it's just us. I think that's what I have. That's all you need. Just one pick. One, what, just one. You should um, be good. But yeah, and I'm, I'm on Facebook way too much because I'm old and yeah. it's fun. <laughs> So. Perfect, because I'm with you. I love it. But Jen, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for coming by the yes. little Studio Comedy Club podcast. Thank you. This is always fun. I just love you so much. I'm so glad we finally got to make it happen. Thank you, friend. Thanks, thank everybody, you. for listening. Yay. Thank you all. Have fun.